Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. The Montgomery County Board of Supervisors discussed their liability or wording for recording meetings. Supervisors Chairman Mike Olson says this happened when one of the meetings got lost in the cloud. I guess we had a meeting that went to the cloud and went away. problem is that, as we have found out today, technology is not foolproof. And we were wondering if we needed to change the wording on, on how we word that so we are not held liable when we cannot retrieve that. During the discussion, it was pointed out that the supervisors do not have a resolution or wording binding them to provide a recording of the meetings. All sessions are aired live on Zoom for the public to view. County Auditor Jill Ozuna says archiving the meetings can be costly. We don't have it set up that way. Um, we can record. We can record and store up to about two to three months worth of recordings, but that's about all the space we have available right. for that unless we pay for more. The discussion ended when Chairman Mike Olson stated the county has wording to provide the meetings to the public via Zoom, but is not required to record, which ended the discussion. Pottawatomie County Sheriff Andy Brown spoke to the Pottawatomie County Board of Supervisors this morning regarding an additional school resource officer position. This is something that's been in discussion for several months now, ever since we sat down with the superintendents last winter. Um, you know, we offered them the school resource officer that was provided by us to them. Um, of course, he went to uh, his federal SOR training and state, started school this fall. Um, everything is going really good, good positive feedback. Um, the schools are ready then to commit to a second school resource officer that's funded by them, uh, which means that they have $20,000 from each district to fourth for this position. So we'll be looking at $100,000 every fiscal year from the schools for a second school resource officer. And I think it was it's a very good idea. I wish I could have, you know, one in every school, but I understand, you know, our in August, Corporal Kurt Ferguson with the Pottawatomie County Sheriff's Office started his duties as a shared school resource officer for the Trainer, Underwood, Tricenter, Riverside, and AHSDW school districts. Supervisors Chairman Brian Shea asked what the cost is for two SROs. Roughly yearly for salaries and such, IBERS, um, FICA, everything like that, we're looking at under $120,000 a year per deputy. Supervisor Tim Wickman asked Sheriff Brown if there is a 28E agreement with the schools, in which Sheriff Brown stated yes. I don't have any issues with it if that's what the schools want and they're paying for it. Um, but the board needs to know about it. The board needs to approve it. And I'd like to see that 2080 agreement before we move any further. Wickman then questioned how they are levying the current school resource officer position. I mean, I think it's if the schools want it, I want to be able to help them get what they want too. But I, I have to, we have to be fair to the taxpayers. I mean, if we're providing a, a resource officer for the rural schools, we can't. We can't levy Council Bluffs for it. And we can't levy the rural people for it because then those cities don't pay. Those schools have to pay 100% of the costs. I don't know any other way to do it. How's it how's it being done now? You have one you have one officer, right? Correct. On duty. So, okay, so so your your department pays him and you you don't get reimbursed for that? No, we don't. Okay. So we're already doing it, Tim. I don't I don't Well understand. it wasn't discussed with the board or we could have had this discussion and maybe hashed some of this stuff out before before now. I I don't know how we levy for it and make it fair to the taxpayers. 
So the only way to do it is the schools have to do it. So they would have to levy for two officers. Or we're back to one. That's the only other option we have. This, this is definitely way more difficult than I thought it was going to be. So. And did I do things right? Apparently not. But it's one of those things where I simply thought I had a position to fill. The position was filled, and now we're sitting here maybe losing that position now, too. So as you say, we can't levy for it. It's a, a deputy's position. I thought it could go anywhere I needed it. The supervisors ultimately stated that they would like more information before approving the hire of a second school resource officer. Supervisor Susan Miller also said, with this being a new program, she would like to see some kind of information on the metrics of success before adding additional deputies to the program. The Cass County Library Association presented their annual report and request for funding to the Cass County Board of Supervisors this morning. Sarah Young said the Cass County Library strive to keep each of their libraries' county funding comparable with the average funding of other similar-sized libraries across the state of Iowa. In 2019, they set a five-year plan to get their libraries at or above the statewide average. As of fiscal year 22, which is the most recent year available for our statewide comparison, Atlantic is still below our average by $9,000. In order to continue to pursue this goal, we are asking for the following increases. Atlantic, $5,000. Anita, $2,500. Griswold, $2,500. Cumberland, Lewis, and Messina, all $1,000 all in increases. Young noted that the library directors came up with a new fundraising effort to offset the monthly sponsorships for the Dolly Parton Imagination Library, and they held their first pizza puzzle and pub night in April. Each team of four had to drink 12 beverages, eat one large pizza, and complete a 300-piece puzzle. We received lots of compliments and great feedback, so we decided to hold this fundraiser twice a year. Our initial kickoff event, we raised approximately $1,400. Those fundraisers and monthly sponsorships from local businesses and organizations are allowed our libraries to offer free books to children ages 0 to 5 who live here in Cass County. The second Pizza Puzzles and Pub Night was held this past Saturday. In order to accommodate more teams this time around, they held the event twice that day. Atlantic Library Director Michelle Anderson said they haven't gotten all of their expenses turned in yet, but they are looking at around $2,500 raised. Meanwhile, the Cass County Board of Supervisors took the request for funding under consideration. The Guthrie County Board of Supervisors this morning approved the final plat for the Smith Acres Minor Subdivision. Guthrie County Auditor Danny Fink says this starts the process, eventually leading to selling these parcels. The attorney's office, which it's being handled through Jeff Bump out of Panora, he will compile like all of the required documents and signatures from you know, any any of the required parties, and then he will have all of those recorded at the recorder's office. Sit through the process, and then from there, we will start to build out the new parcels uh, for the in like in Beacon, and then for them to be sold. In August, the Board of Supervisors approved the development of four two-acre lots on eight acres of farmland on Highway 4 and 180th Street north of Panora. The Audubon County Roads Department reports that 260th Street between Falcon Avenue and Goldfinch Avenue will be closed to traffic due to a bridge replacement project. The road will remain closed until the project is completed. Additionally, Nighthawk Avenue between 210th and 220th Streets will be closed through traffic until further notice for culvert replacements. Meanwhile, the culvert replacement project on 100th Street is complete and open to traffic. More news online at westerniowatoday.com.
I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.